everybody, Pastor Chris here. Thanks for listening to our Market Street Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Jesus. For more ways to connect, visit us at marketstreetchurch.org. So we are starting a brand new series that I've entitled Core Vision, Core Vision, and uh, maybe you've heard that before, maybe the phrase core values. And so what we are going to be doing over the next number of weeks is just talking about what we need to do as a church, what we, what we should look like or be as a, as a church, you know, individually, but also collectively. And so I thought it was just, just important for us to come around some things that I think that we need to, you know, you've heard before, but I think you need to reconsider. And, and I call it core revision because I think that there needs to be some revision, some revisions in, in the way that we do things or the way that we, as, as we're following of Jesus, so there needs to be some revisions. And, and to think about this idea and what we want to be as a church, we want to we want to be and take our mission, our mission to the market, seat to the street. It, it shouldn't be about sit, sitting in a seat on a Sunday morning, but taking it to the street and, and being the church, be the church. I mentioned, I think last week that going to church was a foreign idea when the church began, going to church, where they're like, no, 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 we are the church. It's just who we are. It's not where we go, it's who we are. It's not where we go, it's who we are. And so that's really what I want us to think about in terms of what we are about as a church, Market Street Church, mission to the market, seat to the street, be the church. And we need to make some revisions. We need to have some revisions. I, I need to have some revisions in my life. This is sort of what inspired this series is that I was just kind of looking back uh, over the last year and a half and just thinking, thinking all right, what, what, what needs to be the, the value values, the core values for me personally, uh, what also needs to be some core values as we're, as we're um, going out to the streets and going out to our marketplaces where we work, where we do life, where we go to school. What does it look like to be the church? So the first places that I think is mo- most important and where we always should start is, is thinking in terms of, of this, is that all of you, hopefully all of you, most of you, uh, received a blow pop sucker, right? A blow pop sucker, okay? Some of you uh, got grape. Any grapes in the room? Anybody grapes? Any grapes? I got a few grapes. Any? Uh, some of you got cherry. Any cherry? Now you're like, gotta pull out my sucker to see what I got. Any cherries? Raise your hand. Any cherries in the, any cherries? Strawberry. Anybody got strawberry? Any strawberry? in the room. Uh, Apple, anybody got Apple? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate Apple. (laughs) Do you like Apple? Well, you guys are weird. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Apple, any uh, watermelon? Watermelon is my favorite. I love watermelon. Got a lot of some watermelon. So here, here's, here's the thing. So here's the thing. All, all of us, it's like we're like this, you know, sucker, right? We're like this blow pop. And, and anybody prefer, just I have to ask this, does anybody prefer the Tootsie Roll blow pop? You, you like the Tootsie Roll? Are you disappointed that I didn't get the Tootsie Roll ones, that I only had the, the gum? Okay, okay. But the, this, this principle still applies, okay? This principle still applies. The, the, the point is, is that all of us are different flavors, right? All of us are different flavors. You know, we got some apples over here, the weird ones, you know, uh, the, the watermelons, you got the cherries, you got the strawberries, you got the grapes, you got, all of us are different flavors. And that's what's so beautiful about the church is there's so many uniqueness and flavors to it. But at the core, it all needs to be the same. You with me? Like at the core, so you can, you can lick your way all the way down, but eventually all of us are going to get to the same thing where all of us are going to get to the gum, or if you're disappointed, you're going to get to the Tootsie Roll. You're, all of us are going to get, all of us are at the core, at the core, though we're different externally, but internally our core needs to be the same. We got to be on the same page when it comes to the core values of things. And so what, is, what, are, what are some core values or what is our core vision? What are some things though, though we're different, though we're unique and that's beautiful, what are some things that need to be the same for us? Well, I want to read you some verses and I'm going to, I got to, I got we got a lot to do. We got a lot to cover. We got communion. We got baptism. We got church partnership. This is going to be a busy day. I've got to get going. Okay, here we go. So Colossians 1.15, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. 
goes on to say this. For by him all things were created. You're going to see this, that word all a lot in, in this te- part, text here. For by him all things were created both in heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. Who's him, by the way? Who are we talking about here? You can say it. What? Jesus, come on, let's have some conviction. Who is him? Jesus. Jesus, there it is, there it is. He says, okay, then it says verse 17. He, Jesus, is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Verse 18. He is also the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything, in everything. So core value for us or core vision for us, though we're like those blow pop suckers, we're different. Our core vision or our core vision first and foremost above anything else is that we are a Jesus-centered church. That's what we are. We are, if, you're, if, if you wondered, if you were trying to like figure out Market Street Church, what does that mean? What denomination is that? What is that? What is that about? Here's what you need to know. And here's where you need to go. And when it comes to your marketplace and where your schools and your, where you do life. And we are a Jesus-centered people. We are a Jesus-centered church. We may be watermelon, grape, strawberry, or cherry, but at the core of our being suckers, I just made that up on the spot. We are a Jesus-centered people, and we are a Jesus-centered church. You're like, well, what about the Holy Spirit? Now, we are a Trinitarian church. We are a Trinity. We are, we are God in three persons as one, right? We are that. But here's what, here's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to make much of Jesus. As a matter of fact, John 16 says this, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them at this, at this present time, which is, that's a big statement to say, right? Verse 13, but when he, the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all the all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. Then he goes on to say this, he will glorify me. What will the Spirit do? The Spirit will glorify me, for he will take from mine and will disclose to you. This is the Holy Spirit saying, listen, the Holy Spirit has come and the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and the Holy Spirit wants you and I to make much of Jesus. He has come to glorify Jesus. What about the Father? What about the Father in the triune God? Well, here's what Jesus says about the Father. Jesus spoke these things and raising his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you. Verse 2, just as you gave him authority over all mankind, so that all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. What is eternal life? Well, he answers it. This is eternal life, that they may know you. Who's you? Jesus. That they may know you, God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is from the Holy Spirit. This is from the Father. They are all one, equally God, all one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The the Spirit testifies to the truth of Jesus and wants to make much of Jesus. The Father is in, was in Jesus and Jesus wanted to glorify the Father and the Father glorify the Son. It is, and you're like, this is complicated. Aren't you you glad that this is complicated. The reason why that you should be glad that this is complicated because we have a God who sometimes makes us scratch our heads. Aren't you glad that we have a God who, though the essentials are simple, eternal life, the essentials are simple, but we don't have a God who's quite that simple when it comes to all things. Be happy that there's a God who is a little bit complex and makes us have to buckle down and pray and ask the Spirit of God to reveal truth about Him. Aren't you happy about that? 
But they, we make much of Jesus. If you're still not convinced, here's what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. He says, for this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. He says, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. One day, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. Whether they believe in Jesus, and if you believe that Jesus is the name above every other, other name, then you will, in that day, bow a knee willfully and joyfully and with exuberance and be passionate and say, you are my Lord, you are my God, you are my Savior, you are my Redeemer, you are my friend. And that will be an amazing day. But there will also be others who have never bent the knee yet, but they will. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he's Lord. And I encourage you, if you're watching or in the room, I would encourage you to bend the knee now. And I would encourage you to let the tongue confess that he is Lord today. Because you don't want to get to that point in your life. It's too late. But every knee will and every tongue will confess that he's Lord. He's Lord. Why? Because everything, all things were made by him and through him and for him. And so if everything was made by him and through him and for him, that's what we are going to be collectively as a church, but that's what you ought to be, what, what ought to be true in your life and in my life personally. That your life and my life are made by him, through him, and for him. That's why we need to have a core vision. And that's why we need to make some revisions in our life. Because it's, maybe this is true for you. Maybe this is your life is, is all for him. That the reality of your life and the story that you're telling and as you're going out to the marketplace and to your schools and you're going from the seats and you're going out to the streets, you're letting people know it is evident, it is real for every person that, you, that, that, that know you personally, that Jesus is number one. That Jesus is the most important thing, the most important relationship that you have in your life. He exceeds all other relationships. He exceeds all other material possessions. He exceeds anything that this world can throw at you to try to vie for your affection. Because that's what this world will do. This world will vie for your affection and try to pull you away from having where your, all your affection should be and all your affection should be for Jesus. And so there needs to be some revisions. And when it comes to some revisions, when it comes to Jesus is at the core, he's at the center of my life. He's the most important thing in my life. We need to understand that all of us, all of us have a purpose. All of us have a purpose. That you exist, you're here, you're living, you're breathing. God woke you up today for a purpose. And it's not to live for anything else other than to live 
for the name that is above every other name. And it doesn't mean that you have to surrender your life to be a pastor or go into ministry. That doesn't, that's not what that means. It means as you go out to your marketplace that you're saying, Jesus is my priority. I'm not working for this job. I work for the Lord. You with me? As you go to school, I don't like school. I don't like classes. I don't like what I'm doing. I don't like my drill. If you, you, you're not going to school for the sake of the university or the college or the high school or the middle school, whatever it is, you're going to represent Jesus. You're going to say, Jesus has a purpose for my life. I'm made for a purpose. I'm made for a purpose. And oftentimes, we look like this. How many of you like baseball or softball? Anybody like baseball, softball? Anybody good? All right, good, good, good. Um, Mark, can you help me out? Let's play some baseball. Right here and now, let's play some baseball. Does that sound good? Hey, can you grab that ball right there, Mark? Yeah, Yeah, just stand like in the middle of the room. No, just right down there, right down the aisle there, just so... Hold on, I'm holding the hockey stick wrong. So we're playing, we're going to play some baseball, right? I mean, just go ahead and just pitch it in, right, pitch it in here, pitch it in here. You should, you should right, pitch it right. Go ahead. Just don't hit the TV, Mark. What are you waiting for, Mark? Under, just an underhand toss, just an underhand toss. Sure, go for, go for it. Just go, you can just hit right at aim right in here. Let's go, let's get, you're good. Yep. That's a good pitch, Mark. Good, good pitch. Give, give Mark a round of applause, everybody. You're like, that was ridiculous. Thank you, Mark, for being a good sport. I'm talking, I'm talking about playing baseball, and I grab a hockey stick. Like, this is oftentimes, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about a purpose And we oftentimes grab for things and use things and our life represents something that doesn't meet the purpose of what it was intended for. You don't use a hockey stick to play baseball. And we need to understand that this purpose was for, for, first of all, for for it to be on ice and to be played with a hockey, hockey puck. It's a totally different sport. Oftentimes, here's what, here's what we look like. We look like people that are made for a certain way, and you, that's the way that you were made. You were made by God in the image of God for God. That's your purpose. And when we function any other way outside of the purposes of God, we kind of look ridiculous. And God's going, I didn't make you to live for another purpose like like achievements and accomplishments and and wealth and popularity and and you know, I, I didn't make you to be that even though all the, none of those things are bad things. None of those things in and of itself are bad things, but when they become the priority or the purpose or they be, when they become the thing that, that vies for our affections and our attentions and they pull us away from our real purpose and your real purpose in this life, the reason why you are still here on this planet is that you are made by him, through him, and for him. It's for him. He is the head. And he's the reason why you exist. And when we live or exist or do life in any other way other than wanting to make much of Jesus in our life, we're like bringing a hockey stick to a baseball game. It just isn't why you were made. We have to have purpose. So Romans, you've heard this verse before. And we know 
that God causes all things to work together for good. Don't you love that verse? For we know all things, yeah, all things, all things, bad things, good things, all things, difficult things, challenging things, heartbreaking things, all things. God causes all things to work together for good. But we always forget the next part of the verse. That only happens when all, we know that God causes all things to work together for good. To those, to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Like, we love the first half of Romans 8.28, but there's a second half to Romans 8.28 that's important. Yeah, God can cause all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who understand that they were made for him. They were made for a purpose. And so when you're living your life for, and for the purposes of God, Whatever comes your way, the good and the bad and the ugly, whatever comes your way, God causes all things to work together. You love God and you're called according to your purpose, his, his purpose. What's his purposes? Well, then you got to read the next verse. Don't stop at Romans 8, 28. Romans 8, 29 is amazing too. For those he foreknew, he predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be firstborn among many brothers and sisters. You know what God's purpose is for you? You know what the purpose is for you? The purpose for you is to become more like Jesus. To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus at your job, to be like Jesus in your school, to be like Jesus in your parenting, to be like Jesus in your marriage, to be like you know, Jesus when you're playing sports. That's your, that's your calling, where your hobbies, wherever it is that you do, you be Jesus, you, 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 and you allow God to work in you, to work that out in you, to be more like him. That's your purpose. And if we're not being like Jesus, we're a hockey stick on a baseball field. <laughs> if we're not being like Jesus, because that's his purpose for you. And if it's his purpose for you, it's possible. It's possible for you to be Jesus at your work, to be Jesus in your home, you can do it. You can do it. Because that's why you're here. There's also a plan. A plan. You know, God has a plan for you. I, we're, you know what we're good at? We're, we're good at plan. We, and we have to be. We, we're busy people. We got to plan it out, right? We got to do our thing. Now, has, has the last year and a half taught us anything about plans? right? Like we had a plan. You remember like January of 2020? We had a plan. And then March of 2020 hit. How'd that plan go? How'd that plan work out? Has, the net, has not the last year and a half taught us like, we're not really in charge of a lot of things like we thought we were. Plans change. Plans change. On a very few occasions, I made some headlines when I was younger. I don't make any headlines these days, which is probably a good thing. It's actually a goal of mine to not make a headline. It's actually, I'd rather just not be on a headline. But years ago, many years ago, I made a headline. And this was in the Oakland, Oakland Press. And it was a little small article saying that Katerine's Doke picks Michigan Christian. So I, I was able to go to, um, at, in that time when the article was written, it was called Michigan Christian College. Uh, by the time my first classes started, it changed to Rochester College. And now it's not even 
Michigan Christian College. It's not Rochester College. It's now Rochester University. That's where, that's how far it's come. But even this was just few, a few days before they officially launched the new name of Rochester College. And I had a plan. I had a plan. And, um, you know, the article will, will, will say things like, you know, I plan to go play basketball there. And that was my dream. That was my ambition. That was my love, my passion, you know, to go play basketball. But they also allowed me to go play baseball too, which is I, I loved the game of baseball. After my first year in, in college, I quit baseball because I just, it was just too much. Like I couldn't handle it. It was a lot of sports in one year, a lot of traveling, a lot of things. So I was like, I, I, I didn't want to play baseball. But I remember just you know, going there in this moment, at this time when this article was written, you know, headline, right? I remember just going like, this is, you know, what I'm going to do. I'm going to go. I'm going to, you know, get a degree in education. And, um, you know, I'll probably be a coach. You know, so I'll be a teacher and I'll be a coach, you know, baseball, basketball. You know, that was my plan. That was my plan. Well, I started going to this college and I started having teammates that were, uh, just to be frank, were better followers of Jesus than I was. And we would, in our traveling through, you know, city to city, you know, because my, my coach didn't like flying, apparently. He hated flying, so we took a bus everywhere we went out of, out of state. Everywhere we went, we, we took a bus. Tennessee, Florida, North Dakota. Can you imagine people live in North Dakota? And there was actually a game there that we played. And like we, it was just, so through these times, I would sit with teammates and I would talk to, you know, teammates and friends and they would just, they would just talk to me about their faith. And they would share with me about their relationship with Jesus. And I grew up in a Christian home. I had parents that are, are, are solid Christian people. Um, they did everything right. And I did everything wrong as far as like the way that I, w w what I should have done with, with, with my family. But I just wasn't at a, at a good place spiritually in my life. But, it, but God brought me into a scenario where I had some teammates that were encouraging me and, 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 and challenging me and inspiring me to better be a better Jesus. Jesus follower to the point where at some point within that time, I felt a calling on my life to do this, to be a, a, a pastor, a, a leader of a church vocationally. And that was in those times. But I had no plans to do that. If you would have asked me when the time this article was written, you know, what, what my plan was, my plan was to be a, a teacher in a, in a school and a coach in a school. That was my plan. But here's what I discovered. God God has other plans. And I could have ignored those plans and I could have continued on the path that, that God would have led me on. And, and some days I wish I did. No, um, I'm just being honest. But I know, I know as confident as I'm standing here, I know this is exactly where God wants me to be. And I don't get all that. And sometimes I still scratch my head. And some days I don't feel qualified to do this. As a matter of fact, most days I don't feel qualified to do this. But God had a plan. And I was either gonna surrender to that plan or do my own thing and live life the way that I thought would make me happy. And I certainly believe that if I would have chosen to do the coach, teacher, coach route, which is if that's what God's plan is for you, God bless you, do it. Be a light, represent Jesus, let kids know about him. You do that and you do that well and you do it passionately. But that just wasn't God's plan for me. That wasn't God's plan for me. And I just want you to know that God has a plan for you. He's got a plan for you. And if you would have asked back in whenever this article was written in the years prior to this, hey, did uh, Kettering's Doke, did Kettering's Doke make much of Jesus? If you go back and ask some classmates of mine or you know, friends of mine back in this time, hey, did, did Kettering's, Waterford Kettering's doke, did he make much of Jesus? And you know what they would say? No. Mm -mm. No, we didn't know that he was a Christian. 
I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, we, we would know that he would, you know, go to church on Sunday morning, but so did we. It doesn't make us Jesus followers. So I just want to make my life from that point on, I just wanted it to be about Jesus. And I didn't want my life to be for, which at this time, this was like huge for me as a kid. Are you kidding me? I got a headline. But I don't want my life today to be about me getting the headlines. I want my life today to be about Jesus getting the headlines. And if your life is a byline of that and you're just trying to give, make Jesus the headline of your life, that's, that's amazing. That's incredible. Keep doing that. But the plea really is, is that for you to say, I want Jesus to be the headline of my life. And those years prior to this were a wash. They were a wash. Because I wasn't doing what God called me to do or, play, or made me to do with the purpose and the opportunities that I had to do. And that was to make Jesus Lord. And to say, Jesus, he's the name above every name. Paul wrote it this way. He says this, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that you, so that we would walk in them. That you are God's workmanship and you're created in Christ Jesus. You're created for Jesus to do good, to show Jesus, to be Jesus in wherever it is that life takes you and wherever it is that you go to be Jesus. And the good news is, is that as you go, that God has prepared beforehand opportunities for you to make much of Jesus. That's what he's saying. He's like, you, God has prepared ahead of time beforehand that you would just walk in opportunities. That's a part of God's plan for you and me. He's got a plan. Every day is, a, is an opportunity. Every single day is an opportunity for you to say, God, my purpose is for your name and for your glory. God, your plan is not my plan. And I know, God, you have prepared beforehand an opportunity for me to do good for somebody in the name of Jesus and I just gonna walk in that. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna walk every single day in the opportunity that you have for me to show the world the hope of you. That's what we are. It's real. It's a real thing. It's not and that was cute. That was good. Oh, he used a hockey stick and he gave us a sucker. This is, this is why you're here. This is why you're walking on this planet. It's to revise some things in our heart. It's to revise some things in our thought life. God has a purpose for me. God has a plan for me. And you know, and I talked about this a lot last week, so I won't spend a lot of time on it. Do you know that God has a post for you too? A post meaning you're on duty in a fixed position. And I talked about this last week. You were positioned and placed, determined by God providentially to be and to do life where you do life and where you live in your neighborhood. And where you're fixed in this life, where God has positioned you in this life, you and I are on duty, are on duty. I remember a few years ago, I walked out of the building here 
and somebody was out in the parking lot and he asked me, are you on duty? That's what he asked. I said, I don't, I think so. He's like, I just saw you leaving the church. I didn't know if you were off for today or if you had time. And I was like, no, I punched out or inside. No, I'm, I can't. No, I'm kidding. I said, oh, no, man, absolutely not. I'm always on duty. Anything, what, what can I, you know? And it's like, that's the mindset, right? It's like we, we leave church. We're on duty. We're Jesus followers. We love Jesus. We sing the songs. We tip God. We try to stay awake for the sermon. And then we go out into the parking lot and we go to our restaurants. And all of a sudden, we're not Jesus followers anymore. All of a sudden, we're out of his purposes and out of his plan and, and off duty. And we're not on our post. Do you know you have a platform? Every one of us has a platform. That's the, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of social media. You have a platform that you can influence people. That you have an opportunity. If you're a parent, you have a platform you have, you have young people in your home that you're, you're, you're saying, listen, I want my life to be about something with purpose. And I want you to know that you can have purpose. And I want you to know that there's a plan for you. You're on post. Like, don't be a Jesus follower and want to be like Jesus all the time. All the time. You know, Paul said it this way. He says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you, look at this, look at this urge. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He's like, come on, you're ambassadors. Another way to put it is we're an outpost, right? When you think about the military, you think about, you know, there's different outposts established and set up, you know, away from the home base, that there's little places where soldiers meet together. And oftentimes it's, it's in hostile territory, you know, but they have their little outposts there to, you know, either to, you know, keep, you know, make sure that things function correctly and, and corrections are made and, and you know, you know, you know uh, peace is handled correctly. All these things, these are outposts. Listen, we are an outpost, for the kingdom of heaven, we are. You're on duty. You're on duty. Neva, can you skip over a couple, couple verses? Skip to the 21, which is a great verse. Read it later. We're outposts for the kingdom. That's a great verse. Here's what A.W. Tozer said. Here's what A.W. Tozer says. Men think of the world not as battleground, but as a playground. We are not here to fight. We are here to frolic. We are not in a foreign land. We are at home. This is oftentimes the way that we think, and this needs to be revised in us. We are a battleground. We are in a battleground. You're in a battleground for your kids. You're in a battleground in your schools. You're in a battleground in your workplaces. We're in a battleground. And we gotta be willing to fight for that. We gotta be willing to fight for our kids, our grandkids. We're in a foreign land. Do you, you remember that? You remember that we're ambassadors? We're assigned an outpost. And the outpost that you were assigned to is the place that God has positioned you right here and now in this life and there's a purpose for it, for it and there's a plan for it you've been assigned a post even Paul in his prison knew that God placed him there for a reason look what Paul says in Ephesians 6 20 for which I am an ambassador in chains you know what Paul's saying I'm in prison in chains but I'm still gonna be on duty there's Roman guards that are around me that rotate out every few hours. And every time that those Roman guards rotate out, you know what those Roman guards were going to hear about? They were going to hear about Jesus. 
They weren't going to hear about how it was unfair and how Paul didn't deserve it and how, you know, he was treated or mistreated. He didn't hear about any of them. They took his liberties away, his freedoms away. Oh, you know, they're pressing on, you know, the things that I think is right and true, you know, and I don't agree with. They didn't hear Paul say any of those things. All they heard Paul say while he was in chains is, Jesus is life. Jesus is Lord. And Jesus offers forgiveness and grace for you. And he just prayed, hey, hey. He didn't even pray, hey, would you pray that God gets me out of these chains soon? Isn't that what, me, that would be my prayer. If I had an opportunity to write a letter to you, I'd be like, hey, can you pray that God gets me out of here soon so I can go back and preach at Market Street Church on Sunday mornings at 10? That's not what he prayed. He prayed that God would give him the boldness to speak about one topic, the topic of Jesus and the grace extended to everyone. God has a purpose for you. God has a plan for you. And God has assigned you to a post. And all of us, let's just say collectively, Marcus Street Church, we've got some revisions to think about. Because we want our mission to go to the marketplace. And we want what we hear in the seats and what God is doing in the seats to go out to the streets. And I don't want to be a people that just gather, sing a few songs and listen to a sermon. I want us to be a people that scatter to the posts that God has assigned you, the outposts that God has assigned you to and be Jesus to that post that God has intentionally placed you there. Because everything, all things are made by him, through him, and for him. All things, all things. So to help us recenter our life, we're going to come around the Lord's Supper. And I'm going to ask that those that were asked to come and help and to come, and Brent, Melinda, and Robin are going to come, and they're going to lead us just in a song, and they, these guys are going to um, pass out both. You're going to get, you're going to get the, the cracker, and you're going to get the juice. So these guys are just going to grab both of those trays. And just, just to do you know that this is a, a, just a picture, a reminder of Jesus, what Jesus did for us. And the reason why you have a purpose and the reason why God has a plan for you and the reason why God has assigned you to a post is because of what Jesus did for us that he broke his body and he shed his blood so that you and I can be forgiven and set free and know what it means to have eternal life with him. It's reordering our priorities. It's like I said last week, it rolls past the cracker and it rolls past the juice and it points to the one that it's all for named Jesus. It rolls past that. It's all about Jesus. Our core, at our core, though we're grape and watermelon and strawberry and cherry, at our core, we're about Jesus. We're about Jesus. And we're going to make much of Jesus here in this place. And as we go out, as we go out, let's be Jesus as we go out. 
Before we partake of the Lord's Supper, we come around this idea that we are to examine our hearts, which is a great opportunity right now for us to say, I need to make some revisions. I need to make some revisions when it comes to my plans, my purposes in this life, where God has put me on outpost. I need to, make, I need to consider and reconsider some things. So I'm going to ask you to spend the time. The, the scripture teaches us that we're to examine our hearts before we, before we have the Lord's Supper together. We're to examine our hearts. So I'm going to ask you to do that right here and right now, right where you're sitting, seated. Just spend some time with the Lord and ask God, God, is there something in my heart? Is there something in my heart that I haven't made about you that I've made it about me? God, is there something about my life that I'm like a hockey stick playing baseball? I would just ask you to spend that time. Before you partake, we'll pray together before you.
represents the broken body of Jesus. That he was bruised for our iniquities. He was wounded for our transgressions. The punishment of God was upon him. And by his wounds, we can be healed. Father, thank you for the bread. Thank you for the broken body. Thank you for what this represents. It's all about you. In Jesus' name, amen. The juice represents his shed blood. Peter says it's not by perishable things such as silver and gold that we are redeemed but by the precious blood of our Lord and Savior. That he died on the cross, according to the Hebrew writer, he died once and for all. It was the shed blood of the unblemished lamb that paid the debt, the sin debt, for you and for me so that we can be forgiven. Father, thank you. Thank you for the shed blood. The fact that you allowed that you willfully laid yourself down no one nothing forced you but because of your great love for us you took the punishment of the sin debt that we all had you took the wrath of the father so that we wouldn't have to experience that wrath and know that wrath that for us as Jesus followers that we've bent to knee and we've confessed with our tongue that you are Lord, you are Lord because you humbled yourself. You humbled yourself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. We thank you. It's all about Jesus name the name above every other name amen thank you gentlemen I'm going to ask you to stand if you would please now we're going to show another incredible picture so before we do that they're going to lead us in this song sing this song, and then I'll be back to baptize a young lady to show a picture of a beautiful picture of what God has done. Sing, oh, praise the one who paid my debt. our voices as he is worthy
before the throne. died my soul to save my lips shall still repeat to the chorus paid it all oh, to him I owe sin had left a crimson stain he washed in white as snow another picture of what Jesus has done. By the way, Jesus took all of the things like baptisms and, and the Lord's Supper that had w once another purpose. So they would baptize uh, Jews to be, or excuse me, Gentiles to be Jews. They would baptize Gentiles to, if they were wanted to be in the religion of Judaism. They would do that. But then John the Baptist came along and the church came along and sort of hijacked what baptism symbolizes. And it's similar to the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper was a celebration of Passover that God did in the Old Covenant, but Jesus kind of took the Passover meal and sort of flipped it on his head and said, this is no longer about Passover. This is now about me. So even the elements of the Lord's Supper and the in this event of baptism is all just a picture of Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And this picture is a, is a picture to show that he died for us and he was buried, but then he rose from the grave. And that's what this beautiful young lady is going to show today. The picture of the death, burial, in resurrection of Jesus. Tell me when your name, will you? Um, I'm Sophia Craig. Sophia, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Awesome. So Sophia, I've known Sophia since she was very little, young, little girl, and she's still young, little girl, but I've known her since she was little, 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 and she's been a part of our children's ministry, and uh, just, I'm just so, I couldn't be more excited and more proud right now uh, to, to be a part of this with her and to share this with her. Um, so exciting to do that. So, um, all right, let's, are you ready? Yeah. It's okay. I won't hold you down too long. Come on this way. Put your hands over top together. By your profession of faith, I baptize you, my little sister, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of his all right. I also want to ask the Craig family, if you would, to stand, please, if you wouldn't mind. Craig family, stand, please. So the Craig family um, would like to uh, be a part of our church. They want to uh, be a part of Market Street Church uh, and, and our, our mission and what we're wanting to do uh, in our community and beyond. And so uh, the way that we do that, the reason why uh, we, we're doing it the way that we are is because I've asked them some questions. I've asked them things like, have you been saved? They said, yes, I know Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Have you been baptized by immersion? They said, yes, we've been baptized by immersion. So the, the scripture teaches that they are saved, baptized, and then added to the church. So Sophia, she wanted to get baptized. I said, okay, you're saved, you can get baptized. She's now a part of, a partner with us at Market Street Church. 
the Craig family saved, baptized. Rachel and Bill Craig have been saved, baptized. They now want to be a part of, a partners with us here at Market Street Church. So that the way that we do that is we, if you want to vote Bill and Rachel and the Craig family into Market Street Church, raise your right hand and say, Jesus. Jesus. You're in. You're in. Congratulations. So that we just wanted to celebrate that. We wanted. We're so p- proud of the fact that we have an amazing family that wants to partner with us. You see, I don't call it membership. Membership is something you do at a golf course. We're partners in this ministry of mission to let people know about the most important thing. Who's that? It's Jesus. That's right. Father, thanks for the day. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for those that are patient in this church service overtime. And I just pray you bless them and uh, watch over, keep them safe. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for being in the room. Thanks for watching online at home.